everyone. This is Free Food for Thought, a student-run, student-focused podcast here to feed your curiosity. This is the Professor Series, where we talk with professors from across the Claremont Colleges. I'm Daenerys, and today I'm sitting down with Professor Joanne Ferguson, who is a professor of physical education at Pomona. You might also know her as Coach Ferguson because she's the head coach for Pomona Pitzer's softball team. She is in her 24th year of coaching college softball and her 15th year at Pomona Pitzer. In 2019, she led the Sage Hens to their winningest season. She is also a certified sports life coach, champion well-being coach, and champion well-being advisor. Thank you for joining me, Coach Ferguson. Awesome. Well, thank you, Daenerys. Thanks for inviting me into your office. <laughs> We're glad to have you here. So you're known for teaching really creative PE classes like plogging, which is picking up trash while you're jogging, and then playground games, um, where we play a lot of nostalgic games from elementary and middle school. So how do you come up with these really creative ideas? Yeah, um, well, I have to admit that I was not the creator of playground games. So Coach Jen Scanlon, our uh, soccer coach, that that was her idea and her invention and her baby. Um, I just love it and have have taught it uh, for a number of years now. And um, to me, it's just super fun to be outside, like play fun games with the students. I think some of the, some of the uh, most fun that we've had is coming up with new games and thinking creatively about games that students use, you know, played when they were younger, um, transforming them in a different way, kind of combining games, kind of getting creative. So um, I like to just keep mixing things up and, you know, really let the, let the students lead that. And then help think creatively about how we might be able to come up with some new games. Um, and then with blogging, um, I'm still trying to get that going. So if anyone's interested, I'm certainly I'm teaching that next fall. Uh, with my family, I, I knew about blogging. Some people call it trasher size, where you're getting extra, <laughs> which is a funny, a funny way to um, to say it. So, so my family and I, we've taken some walks and then taken a bag with us and. Um, to help teach my son about, you know, giving back to the earth and just taking care of, of the earth. So, so we've done that. And then I thought, well, seems like five C students would have an interest in this and maybe it could tap into students who normally wouldn't sign up for a jogging class, but maybe if they're giving back to the world in that way, they might also be able to incorporate jogging into it. Right. Or walking. So, um, so that was the idea behind that, and we're we've just started it. Um, I only we only had one semester, which was last spring, and then the pandemic hit. So we're hoping, you know, and then the pandemic hit, and you certainly don't want to pick up trash during a global pandemic. So so we're hoping to get that that going again next year. So um, to me, it doesn't matter if they're jogging or walking; it's just they're outside, they're moving, and they're they're giving back to the local community and also, you know, to the earth. So was your interest in fitness and wellness inspired by a personal experience in your life? Do you maybe have a pivotal memory around it? Yeah. Um, well, I would say in, in terms of fitness, I've just always been, um, you know, active and an athlete. And uh, so that's always been of interest to me. And since I'm a coach, it's, it, I'm interested in, uh, 
you know, staying fit myself and then also like learning some, some information to, to give back to the students uh, that I coach and also the, the students I teach. Um, I think in terms of wellness and well-being, for me, I, I met my sports life coach in, um, I think it was, well, the years are blending together now, Daenerys, because of the pandemic, but I think it was, I think it was the fall of 2018 uh, when we met and we met at a, a, a women's coaching conference that is designed to support women coaches, like um, just promote women in, in coaching, like support and, and retain women uh, within the field of athletic coaching. So I met her there. And at the time, uh, you know, I, I think I was just struggling with um, balancing everything, you know, work and life. And uh, of course, you know, wanting to, to be the best coach I can be, um, the best mom I can be, uh, you know, balancing all of that and really you know, I don't know if uh, I was doing a great job at either one of those. So, so I, I did some, some of my own personal work with a sports life coach. And for me, you know, that time with her was transformational in my life because I, I learned the tools and the skills that could help me. I saw it work with me. And then, um, I then got certified to coach others. So did, I learned the tools and wanted to be able to, to serve women coaches and also, you know, student athletes and the students at the Claremont colleges. Cause I really saw a need for this type of a course that we could provide skills and tools to help the students. Um, and so that was, I, I guess for me, it was my personal experience with my sports life coach was transformational. And I wanted to be able to give that to other people. So is that, how you kind of developed the fitness and wellness class? Were there any kind of adaptations you had to make to the material? How did that turn out for you? Yeah, um, well, so so this summer we, in, in physical education, we had to get creative with what we were gonna do, right? So we spent a lot of time planning for hybrid classes. And then all of a sudden the announcement was made that we were going to go virtual. And then very quickly, we had to come up with a PE curriculum in a very short amount of time. So, so we, in doing that, I, I thought this could be an opportunity to, to provide a different type of PE course, where of course, we're going to learn about movement and the students are going to learn what works for them in terms of how they can be active and they can move for their health. And can we provide an opportunity to teach these tools and these skills in their lives, right? That, that we can incorporate, um, into, into their everyday. So, uh, so I just took my sports life coaching tools that, that I have and tried to kind of put them in an order that made sense. I mean, I'm still, you know, I think the, the course is still developing and, um, we'll see kind of what worked, what, what didn't work, but, you know, my goal for that class was to bring a group of students together, like create many support teams for each other, teach the tools. And what I love about the class is that it really is that the students get to be experts in their own lives. And so kind of leading them and guiding them through the tool cards, but you know, they're, they're the experts and they see what works for them and what doesn't work for them as they navigate through the season. Is there any particular tool or concept that you really hope that they take away from the class? Yeah, well, most importantly, I think, you know, whatever resonates with them is most important, you know, not, 
you know, pop, some tool cards might resonate more with, with uh, certain students. So, so really whatever stuck with them um, is most important. Uh, I know, I know for me, you know, the idea of 10 moments has been transformational in my life and just kind of paying attention to moments throughout the day has been, has been useful to me. Um, I, I also think that, uh, you know, when they, when they walk away, I hope they have, you know, new hope, new skills and new thinking. So they have the skills and the tools. Maybe they have some new ways to think about things and they have new hope in that they can think about things differently, that they can be, you know, intentional in how they show up in their days. And um, so that's, that's what I would hope they would get out of the class. And could you talk a little bit about what 10 moments are for people who don't know what they are? And then do you have a 10 moment from teaching, from coaching the softball team maybe? Oh, absolutely. Well, I have many, many, many 10, 10 moments. I'd say uh, the, the idea of a 10 moment is to um, capture a moment that happens in our day and to, to capture that in our memory and we'll actually give that a name. And then by naming that moment, it kind of creates a file in our brain that we can go back to and we can kind of draw upon that experience and that memory. So um, yeah, I think again, getting back to sports life coaching, it, you get to define what a 10 is for you and everybody's different. So, you know, my 10 moments are gonna be different than Daenerys's 10 moments, right? So it's really like what shows up for you throughout the day. And we all might have like not so great days or not so great weeks or maybe not so great years like we're all potentially experiencing right now. But uh, there might be very small moments that are a 10 for you. And so for me, the 10 moment has helped me to focus on those moments and capture them and not miss them. As we're busy throughout our days, there's always busyness in everything that we're doing and we might miss those moments. So I have a gazillion 10 moments from, you know, coaching and then also just, you know, personally. So, um, you know, an example could be in the 2019 softball season, we were in, I, I can't remember the exact game, but I think it was a semifinal game and the team was, you know, we were in extra innings and it was, there was a lot of energy and a lot of excitement and we were you know, hoping to win the game and, and the dugout was just fired up and just full of energy. And I remember one of the athletes like climbed the fence and she was like climbing the fence and like cheering. And they all had these like funny glasses on like rally cap glasses. And, um, so that was just a 10 moment just to see like the team just being completely like a hundred percent, like engaged and for each other and like fired up. Um, so she was on the fence, like leading the cheers for the fans and getting everybody into it. So, um, so yeah. And then what you do is you kind of capture that moment in your mind and then you write it down and you name it. So, you know, I think for that moment, I'd call it, you know, like all in, like the team was just all in for each other and supporting each other. I love that. That's really sounds like an incredible moment, but Obviously, since we're virtual, um, those aren't really possible right now. So can you talk about how you're building a sense of community and, and, and really keeping that sense of fun for your softball team right now? Yeah, um, 
Well, good, good question. You know, I think uh, we are, you know, whether or not we're competing, we're still a team, like we're still a family. So it was, you know, we're trying, we, in the fall, we tried to, you know, keep the team together with weekly team meetings. We also actually trained them in the sport. So we did some like virtual, virtual workouts um, with them. we're still doing doing what we can in the spring. So we still have meetings twice a week to kind of keep the team together for support of each other. We're training in well-being as a team this spring. So that that playbook that we have helps provide that structure and that curriculum that we're going to go through throughout the whole spring. Um, even if we don't have sport, we can still train in our lives. So we can still learn about ourselves. We can still learn about our teammates, we can still learn about communication, listening skills, like we can still develop skills in our lives, even if we don't have the sport. Um, Of course, our our, um, athletic uh, strength coaches are still training them, like they're still moving and they're still training in their sport. Uh, But how can we creatively use this time as an opportunity to still train the athletes in their lives, Um, build a support team, you know, build that community for each other. So as a coach, how do you balance this drive to win and, you know, get that best all-time record, but also be really aware that you have to take breaks, you have to take care of yourself, you have to be this really well-rounded person. So how do you do that? Um, that's a very good question, Tanaris. I don't, I don't know if I'm, you know, an expert in that. I would say that um, everybody wants to win, right? So in terms of the world of athletics, like everybody who steps on the field is trying to win and is, uh, you know, striving for that. And certainly at the Claremont colleges, like all of the students are trying to be their best. You know, they're, they, uh, many are, have that perfectionist drive to do everything right, to really be their best. They have that competitive spirit to have that competitive greatness. And so it's, um, what I've noticed is, you know, in my life is for me to show up my best self in anything that I'm doing in any space that I'm entering is I have to really care for myself. And so through sports life coaching and through like intentional training in my life, I've been able to think about uh, like selfishness as self love in some way. And maybe a few years ago, I would have thought like selfishness, like I'm being selfish. I need to serve my family, serve the team, do everything. And it's really helped me to think about you know, if I can really care for myself, then I can show up my best self for others. And I can be for them when I'm with them instead of, and and also be in full engagement with the experience that I'm going to be in instead of kind of showing up, you know, 50%, then kind of knowing that that's all I have to give. So, so that's helped me really just kind of flip that new thinking in my mind that how can I think of it's not selfish. It's actually just like self-love. And how can I, how can I find ways to rest and recover and actively train in my life, just like athletes do on the field. So like push myself in patience, push myself in focus, push myself just like an athlete would and rest and recover just like athletes do so that I'm continuing to learn and continuing to get better throughout my life. I think on the same vein, that kind of reminds me of one of these, one of the concepts that we talked about in class, 
um, which we talked about, it was energy management or how we really distribute energy rather than thinking about how we're spending our time. Mm -hmm. But I think the energy management part is so hard right now because I feel like Zoom meetings and all these Zoom classes really drain my energy. So I'm wondering if you have any tips for me or for everybody who's taking school virtually right now on how students can really improve their energy management um, for the rest of the semester or maybe even for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's one of my favorites is energy management. Um, so I think just thinking about how we spend our day, just like you just said, Daenerys, in terms of energy instead of time, to me right there, that feels different. And that gives me some new thinking and some new hope that I can think about, okay, how's my, how do I spend energy in a Zoom meeting? And then how do I recover after the Zoom meeting? So maybe there's a way that we could set up our days to kind of chunk up our time into 60 to 90 minute windows of time where we have to focus and we have to be engaged in a course or be engaged in what we're doing. And then how can we insert joy and maybe some mini joy breaks is what we call them in sports life coaching. So that joy breaks are, um, they come from the same idea as a water break in sports. So in sports, you're kind of rotating around the field, like you're working out, you're, you're training with your team, and then you take a break to hydrate yourself with water. So the concept and the idea of a joy break is to intentionally insert joy into our day, into these mini three to five minute joy breaks where it's inserting joy, you know, for you. So what, you know, how you insert joy may not be the same way I insert joy, but trying to kind of come up with this joy break playlist that we have that we can tap into throughout the day so that we can, we can, you know, disconnect, we can recharge, we can intentionally insert joy so that we're ready to go for the next time that we have to log on. Um, another concept in sports life coaching is the concept of cardio. And I think you probably remember we talked about cardio. So um, just like in athletics, uh, you know, cardio sometimes is, is the stuff that the athletes don't want to do, right? So even professional athletes, they might be, you know, pro professional athletes in their sport maybe don't want to run and like do their cardio. So cardio in our days is literally just the concept of the stuff that we, we may not want to do and how, if, if it's something that we don't want to do, but yet it gets us to attend and to be our best self, how can we label that or can we label that as cardio and think about it like an athlete? Like we, maybe we don't want to do it. Maybe we just got to put our head down, get through it. Um, just like that cardio session that athletes have. And what we also want to think about is not attaching an emotion to cardio. Like it literally is just cardio. So a good example I use with the class is, uh, you know, doing the dishes. Like sometimes I don't really enjoy that. And instead of getting frustrated or feeling, I think because we're home now, we just get more dishes than we've ever had before. But instead of, um, Instead of, you know, getting upset about it, I can detach emotionally. So I can say, I'm not going to attach an emotion to this. And it's just cardio. It's part of my day. I got to get through it. Uh, if I choose to, to attach an emotion to it, right, that changes the energy that takes my energy away. If I just say it's cardio, 
I'm not attaching emotion to it. That allows me to have the positive energy that I'm going to want to have for my next thing that I engage in, whether it be a class or a meeting um, or a conversation. Yeah, I really appreciate that perspective. It was really amazing to be in your fitness and wellness class last semester. And thank you once again for joining me. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for joining us. And to all our listeners, remember to stay hungry. <laughs>